Yo, it's a stupidly small podcast. It's Thursday, November 5th, 2015. G'day, Lauren Clark. G'day, Stuart Farrell. What's happening? Lots. Oh, good. No, no, not really. As we sit here in the dark of the, is the, uh, what do you call them? Fuses. The fuses are blind? Oh, actually, I didn't turn the light on, did I? That's all right. We'll just do it in the dark. <laughs> so now. Yes. How are you? Uh, look, I'm all right. I'm good. Oh, I have to confess, though, my... Remember last week I told you the... Was it last week or how many weeks are we on now? I think it was possibly the week before. I told you mm-hmm. about getting boshed. Yes, yes. By the Bosch, the washing machine people. You rang up and said you were going to drop off dirty nappies to them. I did. Mm-hmm. I said... I, became, I was completely irate and I said, you need to fix this. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. we... Yeah. I'm I'm about to have a human child in mm-hmm. the, in the building that I need to, and so that actually got them to get their act together, and they went, oh, okay, God, uh, and they got somebody out in a matter of days, having told me they couldn't, by the way. Mm. So this is another example of call and pressure people to do stuff. Call and persist. Persist, yeah. Mm. So they came out a couple of days later, and then but then they rang up. They got so confused because there were two problems with the thing. They rang up and they said, well, yeah, we've got some guy coming out in a couple of days. And I said, well, that's all very well, but is he going to fix this and this? And they said, oh, no, I don't think he can fix that second thing. And I said, well, what are you going to do about that? Because, hello, yeah. it's mm. got to be fixed. And they said, uh, oh, okay. And she went away and she got one a different guy from a different company to drop off a part to him while he was here. Right. So he's sitting in the in the car out the front like waiting for some dude to turn up. Then the dude turns up, he comes happens up, he fixes it. a lot outside it. this place. Yeah. Go so on. anyway, that happens. Mm. He's fixing, He's he fixes that. Um, and then three, and then we uh, come back from the hospital over three days later, four days later, mm. put on the washing machine, breaks. Oh, Whole I haven't heard problem. this part of this story. No, whole different part of the problem. So today... I have nothing on except f- calling Bosch. <laughs> now, and so I've set my whole day aside for it. I'm really looking forward to it. I was about to mm. deliver a soliloquy about how they actually did come to the party and there was a fantastic yeah, woman there called they gonna, Claire. They were going to get a new machine for you? They were going to get a new machine. She said, I'm going to line up a new one even though I've replaced the parts on this one because you want a new machine. You don't want to bother with this old mm. thing. And not that it's old. It's under warranty, but, you know. Yep. And uh, I was like, yeah, hero. But I've never heard back about the replacement machine. And I've uh, then it broke. So put I'm you gonna, in the ignore basket now. I'm going to ring them up. Yeah, well, see, like, so that's a so, To answer your question, yes. I'm good, but I'm pumped about my day well, you've <laughs> of got a dealing whole with day. consumer products. You say you've got a whole day. Now, you know I've had a problem as well with, uh, uh, problem? You know, with a supplier who uh, is trying. Stuart. Well, who's trying to either marry me or marry me to an offsider? Please tell me. Okay, so for those who, who are new to this, okay, there's a place that sells, what is it, bread? I'm not even going to mention the product okay. or the suburb. Sells something to Stuart. <laughs> now, that's already, that sounds a little bit dodgy. But sells something to Stuart mm. for his business. He goes in there and they s- tell him that they, they call him gorgeous and say hello, oh, and they are beautiful, human. and mm. like they prance up and down. What else do they do? They kiss your hand a couple of times yeah, they, they love passionately. They, They're uh, very, uh, very explicitly flirtatious. Well, they offer each other up. They offer auction. each other up. What does that mean? How do they do that? Well, they go, what, what, bring, 
they they walk out some poor young lady and is say, "He's she? my friend. She's beautiful. She's lovely." I'm going, "Yes, yeah, she is. Thanks a lot. See you tomorrow." And uh, or weirdest I'm, thing ever. I've got the day off and I'm not wearing my work clothes. Going, yes, Roger that. Anyway, really, it continues, but it's fun. You so know, how, it so it how does it, no, no, how does it continue? Please no, elaborate. Well, well I was uh, just uh, minding my own business the other day. Uh, you know, tinkering away in the old uh, stainless steel workshop and uh, phone goes off. My phone rings. I'm like, oh, I don't know this number. I'm like, hello. As a, oh, hello, it's such and such. Um, you haven't put in an order for and da 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 da. And I'm going, so hang on. So she um, called you. One she of the, called one of the on women called you. Okay, yeah. Now, that is, is ordinarily that in, in business isn't weird. Yeah. Right? Except for the fact that I don't know how they would have ever in the history of the world gotten my phone number. Where? What? Yeah, well, how are they going to get my mobile? So well, no, like you I, must have left I've it with I've never them. given them my mobile ever. You must have. I promise you, I have no call to. Why would I? And if it was that long ago... That is insane. ...that I gave a mobile number to someone... How do you find well, someone's mobile number? Have they got number? me written on the back of the dunny door? Hey? How do you find somebody's mobile this number? This is the question. What's they must up have with rung privacy the... in this country? How have they... That's <laughs> the country's... <laughs> the government ought to do something about flirtatious people in Stalking supply shops. Stalking as far to say. So hang on. Mm. So they must have then rung... What do they know about your business? Like, do they know the business name? No. Wow. I don't know anything about it. I'm me. sure you gave them your phone number. I didn't. Okay. So did they... I said this to you immediately. Do they know? How did these people ring me? It's extraordinary. So now they've do, got my number. Do they know the pub that you're in? Like, could they have no. rung them and said, could you give me the number? No. Of the... the day they rang, there was no one there. Have you rung them and they've traced you? Well, that's, that's what it is. I rang them months ago, though. No, that's it. But how do they track? Well, they, they go through phone records from, from no, months ago? No, they've got one of those phones where it pops up. Yeah, but my point is, I haven't rung them in months. Like I'm saying, I'm thinking the last time I would have called them was to organise something in March or April. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so when you're getting a phone call mm. like that, it's a bit off. Well, not off putting, but it's a bit like, well, where is the registry for mobile phone numbers? No, there is not one. And do they have my address? What happens when at the end of the year sure. I I walk away from the business and do something else? And I, I stop buying their product. Do I start Are getting... Are they allowed to call you? Like, yeah, yeah. Do no, I come not. home and there's a rabbit no, they're like, not. In stuck fact, in the front I door with a knife through its head? I would say, <laughs> I'd say just etiquette-wise, mm. it's not cool for starters. Like it's just not cool. If, you, if somebody didn't explicitly give you their mobile number... That's right. ...and you can't trace it down in some legit way... There is no... You know what? You, 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 this is typical you. You mm. didn't ask them at the time. I would have gone, hey, how'd you get my number? Oh, well, no. But you don't because you're like... Cause, now, when you ask someone that, it's like when... Like, I'm at the point where I'm comfortable now when someone texts me and says, hey, man, what are we doing on Thursday? Yeah. And, the, and I don't know the number because sometimes, you know, yeah, the yeah, number yeah. drops out or you get a new phone or whatever. Mm. I'm now comfortable with the straight ups. Oops. Hey, who's this? I haven't got right. this number, right? That's, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's no longer a rude thing, is it? To no, ask I still feel weird about that because we got one the other day and it was like, hey, woohoo, and stuff. And it was like a lovely, we've been mates forever kind of a one. Yeah. To say, hey, my phone fritzed out. I've lost a heap of Who numbers. The hell is who's this one so I can save it again? Yeah. It's, there's a way around that. There's now. a way around. There is a way around. Right. For this, this other situation, it's like, Hey, psycho, how did you get my number and lose it because I don't want to hear from you again? It's not as nice as, hey, buddy, you know. 
I don't know. I, I just, that's so strange. I think you need to find out more than you need to worry about etiquette there. You know about finding out things, Lauren Clark? Oh, what? I was, I borrowed uh, my dad's car last night. Did you? Yeah. Well, I had to because our car has gone in for a service. Oh, yeah. And it's on the other side of town. <gasps> He's going to be out of town. This reminds me of another story I've got. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's Story City. Yeah. And uh, so I, we, I just dropped the car off the mechanics and, and grabbed me on man's and away I went. Yeah. But uh, we have different tastes in old media, for instance. So oh, yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was at the evening. It's always good when you get someone else's car and it's like... Yes. Well, he, he's, uh, he's, on, he's on talk radio. Yeah. But uh, it was on, uh, what do you call it? 693. Right. Right, which yeah. uh, features the talents of Steve Price and Andrew Bolt mm-hmm. at this time of night. And I, and, I, and uh, my betrothed was sitting next to me. <laughs> yes. And we're celebrating a lovely anniversary together. We're yeah, listening to Pricey. Listening to Pricey and Boltsky, <laughs> who, for those who don't know, that are in a, another part of the world. There are a couple of, well, it's fair to say, conservative re- right wing, would yeah. right Commentators. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Bolt, I mean, especially. He's who's like, a columnist. Yeah. Uh, he's got his own yeah, television yeah. show. Yeah. Anyway, it was like, where did it for 19% or whatever it was, or was 20% of people that, you know, rated Tony Abbott, yeah. our former prime minister, where do they actually hide and what do they do for right. their time? Well, they're not doing between 8 and 10 <laughs> on a Wednesday because it was a loving. And the, the people wow. on the radio, the, Steve and Andrew, yeah. we were both like, Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know. And that's why everybody hated Tony Abbott, didn't they? And then some old lady goes, oh, look, I really like Tony Abbott. This, this, I couldn't believe I was hearing it. It was like a parody. Right. And by the way, it's his birthday today. And can we just say happy birthday to Tony? And then Andrew's like, oh, is it? Oh, I'm going to text him right now. Oh, I am texting him as we speak. If I go salon, I'm texting him to check and to say happy birthday. Oh, my God. Right? So thank you for my – what is he? Is he 57 today? Was it 57? She oh. goes, yes, yes, 57. What a lovely <laughs> – right? And then, wow. the, and then the rest of the discussion, apart from praising Tony, I'm listening to him like, is this like comedy radio? I know. That's then, the other, then there's crazy people that ring up and then even they're too crazy for these guys. They go, look, your phone line's a bit muffled. We'll uh, get back to you, uh, you know, Con in Canberra because it's Australia-wide because they need to, uh, you know, I need a, enough people from around the whole country to make it yeah. worthwhile than being on air. I don't think they gather enough from one state unless oh it was Queensland. God. And then... Uh, they got onto climate change, of course. And uh, how can you uh, listen? I can't even listen. Well, it's like in the old days when we had another station beamed in from Sydney called MTR. Yeah. And it was always just a sport to listen, and it was good to get the other perspective, no matter how idiotic. No, I can't stand right? it. No matter how far. I mean, I listen to three um, CR, which you would say was a pretty far left radio station. And then if you listen to late night on three AW, it's not Bruce and Phil. I wonder where they went. Which who used to yeah. be a pleasant listen. Uh, it would be more to the right side of uh, thinking. So they get into climate change and how climate change uh, is a beat up. They they then get into the Greens, of course, and uh, saying how Greens should be apologising for this and that and uh, people ring up going, the Greens are idiots. and <laughs> But the level of argument, I had to write one thing down that stuck out to me. This, this woman rings up and she says, <laughs> I've done lots of research. And they've gone, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Because I've done lots of research <laughs> into this climate changing thing. <laughs> I've gone, ding, okay. <laughs> and so that went straight in the phone as I waited for my Chinese from Peking in to arrive. And um, <laughs> oh, 
and she went on to spout something that made absolutely no sense and they couldn't even make head nor tail of it. It was it turned into a tax conspiracy or something. <laughs> and they said, thank you, Margie, or whatever your name is, off, off your pop. But I've done lots of research into this climate changey thing. <laughs> Sound like the expert. But uh, that I'll tell is you fantastic. It, you should listen more. Because really? you filter it for me. I can't, I can't listen. It. it just well, makes me can, so mad. Um, my other half. She, Why are you listening to this? Yeah, it makes me so mad. I said mad. it's actually quite interesting. When you boil it down, if you, if you listen with a certain type of ear, yeah, it, it can be sort of – but it, this, it was so like childlike in its narkiness because like, they were giving it to Bill Shorten. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, Julie Gillard still gets a kicking at every turn. Oh, yeah, yeah, Unbelievably yeah. so. Yeah, I know. You'd think she was still like <laughs> vice prime minister or something. <laughs> vice, vice prime minister. <laughs> I've done lots of research <laughs> in this politicsy thing. <laughs> Stupid. Stuart. What? Uh, I have in my phone just a little note that I took uh, yesterday because you know when you do – somebody has asked you to do something or you, it's your turn to do something, like you, the dishes or whatever, right? right? And then your partner comes around the corner and catches you and you're not doing it and you're doing something else and you go, oh, I, was, I was just – <clears throat> Look, I was just around, looking up the uh, – no, no, because, you know, hmm. it, was, it was the one thing I was meant to do. Right. You meant I, to do one thing. I can't remember what it was. It was last night. And I was supposed to be – and I, but I sort of was like, oh, no, no, it's okay because I'm doing something like super important over here. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> maybe it's just my guilt. And he, he didn't say anything, but I just was like, oh, hi, yeah, no, I, uh, right. I'm, I'm, just, uh, yeah. I'm just on my way to do that. I'm just – and he looked at my phone and <laughs> I could have had anything up. I could have had – because that's what I was doing. I was sitting in there looking at my phone. Mm. I could have had anything up. I could have had, you know, an important article that was, you know, at least teaching me something. I could have had – could have been emailing someone, getting back to somebody about one of the 50 million things that I have to do, mm-hmm. whatever. No. No. The headline that he read over my shoulder mm. <laughs> was – Windy Bindi, did Bindi Irwin fart on Dancing with the Stars? Windy Bindi. And it was a headline. No, I don't actually know. I don't think it was a news thing, but it was Yahoo like, 7. It wasn't Yahoo 7. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that like. It's a Yahoo account. Like, excuse me. Do you use Yahoo 7? I do. Well, oh. I use, I use, no, I use International Yahoo. I try to avoid. But you can't. They change you to Yahoo 7 automatically here. International Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I did think in terms of like let's watch yeah. our vital news stories and mm. big tips. That is a very important article that I presume everybody, all our listeners will be needing to be across. It's Windy Bindi. Did Bindi Irwin fart on Dancing with the Stars? Well, you, did ca- she? you have to find out. I'm oh, not going to tell, tell you. Us. I'm going to link to the article because it's an extremely important um, Newsworthy piece that Mindy Bindi, Queen the of the Dutch oven. Well, there you go. Is she what's she doing on Dancing with the Stars? Is she hosting or is a contestant? I think she's a contestant, isn't she? I can probably say I've never I watched. That. I think that's been going for fifteen years now, or something like that. Yeah, I've never watched. I've never watched one episode. Fifteen years. He's not been going. Well, Daryl Summon was blowing his horn the other day. It's uh, our Daryl does the time because he's he's doing a hypnotising show. You, I love how you know everything about what Daryl Summers is doing. Well, he's, he's the guy that you get mistaken for. Yes, and he's on Hey Hey It's Saturday. Which is your all-time favourite show. No, it's just one I remember. Yeah. Well, it's not my all-time favourite show at all. Um, <laughs> but there were some very good moments Second on it. Second or third, it. at least. No, there were very good moments on it. As a, as a young guy growing up, mm-hmm. that show provided me with memories that cannot be erased. Red Faces. 
Nah. Whatever Red Faces fan. Nah. Just uh, like jokes that I thought were funny then, which probably unf- like um, it was so funny. You know, so no, they were talking about SBS once or something, and yeah. then John Blackman, who was a guy, for those that don't know, we always clarify, was sitting in the booth. He would just be the voice from nowhere. Yeah, he was a voiceover guy, voice really. from up high. Yeah. But he not only did he do the voiceovers for the segments, he would like chime Ch- in chime or in. just I laugh, mean, that, that, do backup laughter, you know. That was, a kind, was, of, that was a kind of interesting device. It was. Yeah. And um, it was either John mentioned SBS or Daryl mentioned SBS. And yeah. then one of them said, and uh, to this day I, I found it hilarious, <laughs> just like as long lines of, oh, SBS, yes, I love, when I, I love to chuck on SBS and read a good movie. And to me, that, right. well, that was really that is, funny. That you know? is the kind of joke that they absolutely specialised They specialised in. Yeah. And they were, they were classic. They literally had a joke segment, didn't they? The great Aussie joke or something. Well, they had Murray Fields come in and do that. And then and after Murray passed, they had his son do it. And? Oh, Shane Bourne. Shane Bourne. Yeah. Yeah. I nearly so. said Shane Warne. <laughs> that would have been a different joke. <laughs> but anyway, I don't, how do we get on to I don't know. Because hey? we're, we're heading out of the uh, program. What was the hey, hey, reference? Oh, Daryl Summers. Yes. He's doing the hypnotist show next what? year. He's back on our screen. Is he hypnotizing us? Well, he's hanging out with a hypnotist. I don't know. God, it sounds really high quality. It's going to be good. And um, <laughs> But the thing is. Yes. He said, oh, you know, I get lots of offers, but uh, I obviously don't take them all up. But uh, 13 or 14 years ago, uh, someone came up to me and said, hey, why don't we get a bunch of celebrities ballroom dancing? Everyone thought it was a bad idea, but I didn't. And oh. look at it now, 15 years on. Saw, yeah, along those lines. <laughs> that was a paraphrase, but it was along those uh, lines. Everyone doubted me when I tried to split the atom. Yeah. But <laughs> look at me now. Laughing on the other side. It's like Paul Keating talking about his time in politics. Did you ever catch the Keating years? No. Now, that guy, he invented planet Earth, if right. you believe what he had to say. <laughs> anyway. We have to go, Lauren Clark. Where can they find us? Uh, We're Stupidly Big. You can find us at stupidlybig.com. You can find us at Twitter and Facebook, Stupidly Big, on both of those. Mm. You can also give us a rating or a review. And we do love the lovely comments that we've been getting there lately. Thank you very much to everybody. Well, you know what? Yes. I'm back in the I generation for next week, I think. I know, because one of our listeners came through with the goods. You've got yourself a phone. And for the record, I'm buying it. Yeah, yeah. It's no. all legit. No, it's no, no like scammo, uh, you know, try and bot off people. No, no, it no. Was like we it's an exchange of goods for services. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. It's an exchange uh, well, of I'm, I'm goods for cash. Cash. <laughs> yeah. The old fashioned way. <laughs> yeah. Cash. That's right. Not like your friends in the whatever they're supplying shop. I beg cash. That's the other up. classic one. I beg cash. What is it from? From the castle. What is it with wogs and cash? Oh. They got away with it because I don't know how. But it's not that bad. Do you remember oh. when they were sitting in the shed? I no. watched it again the other night. The castle's no. on TV. I don't remember. And they're talking about having to cough up for the legal defence of uh, the street. Right, right, right. And the the one guy with the accent uh, pulls out some uh, cash out of his overalls because he wears overalls. Yeah. Because he's a trader or whatever. And he goes, <laughs> I pay cash now. And and Michael Caton's character goes, what is it with wogs and cash? Oh, my God. Yeah. But, you know, it's a line that never – I don't think it offended it was, but maybe did you didn't. Do, did you do a little survey? Yes, I did. Yeah. I asked all my wog mates. <laughs> Some of their best friends Some are not offended wogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Call them wogs all the time. I never seen crying. 
All right, oh Stu. My. And if they want to get in touch. Like, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If they want to get in touch uh, with you to give you some post mail, actual mail, mm. they can go to what's the PO box? PO address? box 1436, Fitzroy North 3068. That's it. All right, Stu Farrell. Will I see you tomorrow? See Bella. <laughs> Excellent. Look see, forward to it. I'm in touch with my inner Italian. <laughs> it's very inner. It's deep in there. Kind of a grow moustache. <laughs> yes. See you tomorrow. Ciao. Happy Thursday. Bye bye.